Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The 2023 draft is done and dusted, but was it a good one? I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton, and welcome to the Rustle Podcast review of Monday Night Raw, draft night two here, 2023. Please do press the subscribe button if it's your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up and all that good jazz as well. Dan, we are going to break down all of the draft picks from mm. this episode of Monday Night Raw, combined with the ones that happened on SmackDown as well. Yeah. Kind of get a bit of a lay of the land of where you and I sit with Monday Night Raw. We've been drafted to Monday Night Raw. Yes. The Do pair- we have a tag team name? Oh, we don't have a portmanteau. I f- well, I just was thinking because you're Dr. Luco in DAD and I'm the professor, there should mm. be something... I'm not, I'm not officially doctor. Well, DA, well... I just, I'm just a dad. That's, no. <laughs> and I hey, don't... Hey. You're not just a dad. Well, my point was going to be, I don't think dads can be doctors. I think you're, <laughs> you're barred from being them. Uh, all right. Well, just the professor and the... Um, the, the dad. The coconut phone. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, let us know um, what you think in the chat. What can our portmanteau be? Because, yeah. um, you know, we've got Team Danuk. You're already Danuk, so we can't Yeah, that. can't really do that one. Yeah. Uh, team Danuk might actually have an in-person. I know. It's because coming over. Denise is coming over for all in. Yeah. So. What, what a treat we're all having. Oh, I got all in tickets, by the way. Of course, Dan did. So I'll be there. Uh, I I'm, did not get tickets for all in. Mm. Two reasons. Reason number one, this is, this is a work thing. Um, uh, we don't know if we're doing live reactions. Yeah. We don't know whether we're doing a party for it. Uh, you know, if we go, it's hard to go as when it's the fans who want to go and see it. But then also, it's like, oh, we have a business. So yes, should we be doing something around this? Going to this not just costs us money to yes. buy tickets. Yeah. It actually costs us business money yeah. to to go there as well. And you know, we got mouths to feed. Mm. So there's decisions being made around that. But point number two, I was not part of pre-sale one or pre-sale two. I am part of pre-sale three. And I can, ironically enough, also be part of pre-sale three, so I could just get more tickets. You could do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you, Joe, you got two tickets. I got two. My idea was I didn't know what, like, I didn't know what we were doing for work. And I was like, well, I want to have an opportunity to go if I can. So I'll just get two cheapish tickets and then worst case scenario, I'll sell them on at face value. Because I'm not a bad guy. I'm not going to scalp. I'll just I'll just sell off a, t- a ticket at face value. Yeah, I got two uh, seats up top, um, sort of like 
view of the stage ring side, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. oh, top top section, I'm cheap. But like, <laughs> you know, looking down at the ring with, with a view of the stage so I can see who's coming out. So yeah. when we get uh, the, surpri- the surprise return of uh, Edge <laughs> to team up with Christian, I don't know. Because, you know, we don't know whether we're getting Sexton some, Hardcastle. some uh, media accreditation uh, yeah, yeah. for it as well. Like how much that would give us, because I'd imagine there'll be a press conference mm. of some sort. You know, so there's, there's lots of questions around that. Essentially what kept happening was uh, people in the office kept coming up to me and being like, Luke, what are we doing for all? in and i was like i don't know yeah I take you ask, ask ask ollie i don't know mm. and then they would ask ollie and ollie would be like i haven't made a decision yet and then they'd come back to me and be like ollie's not made a decision yet what are we doing it's like i still don't know <laughs> yeah. i can't mom do- can't tell us what to do <laughs> it's like i can't do anything until ollie signs off on yeah this. so anyway that's where we are that that's that's an all-in mm. got way off topic early doors five minutes into the show i never Which mentioned the draft people this is it i mean yeah no <laughs> Well, there was a point that I wanted to make uh, early doors here, which is, was sent in from Kevin in the live chat that just says uh, 18 names from NXT were called up. Cripes. And 18 names from That's NXT. Because they weren't, it wasn't just on this show and it wasn't just on SmackDown. No, there there was were the... also, there was stuff on Raw Talk. There I watched stuff... the SmackDown Lowdown for the first time ever. Yeah. Well, I think it's the only time they've, they've done it. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't, I don't think it's a regular show. And if, if it is, I've never heard of it. And this is my job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we like Odyssey Jones yeah. was drafted on Raw Talk. And this, I, genuinely, this is the first I've heard of it because I didn't spot that one. Yeah. And we were saying in the office because we were playing uh, 2K23. Who is Odyssey Jones? He was part of a, the breakout tournament two years ago I think and he was dead good and then he got injured I think, oh, and then okay. he came back right. but he's a really he's a big lad okay, but he's like, like a, but a very charismatic man okay, cool. um, I, like when I, the briefly I saw him on NXT I was like oh, he's, I think he's got something about him I think he's quite good mm. um, but yeah well, we were playing 2K23 in the office as we often do on our lunch breaks playing a Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and Ilya Dragunov yes. came in and I said could you imagine having Ilya Dragunov sign to your company and not having him on Raw or Smackdown I think that is a baffling and you said decision. the same thing of Tyler Bate and you're not wrong well Tyler Bate actually annoys me even more and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you for why they signed they being WWE signed Tyler Bate when he was 19 mm. years old he is now 26 Christ now I'm not saying that he's old now or he's going over the hills no but I mean, that means you have had him for 7 years His pr- some of his prime years that he'll ever have mm. and you have done nothing with it. Yeah, I mean... I think that's squandered potential. And actually, it's the same with Pete Dunne. That is mm. pure... I mean, I know he's on the main roster now, but is he really? Like, he's just sidekick to two other people. I will say, um, the thing about wrestling, especially now, is if you look at some of the bigger names that are going, you, you people like Finn, Balor, people like AJ, Jericho over in AEW, Punk, you know, Moxley, they're all older. Um, the... the, the uh, match that a friend of mine Mark Marcuson was watching uh, for match of the year it was wrestled between two 40 year olds and they looked out it was it was banging Damien Price is in his 40s do you know what I mean he's so like he's so, older than Cody Rhodes Cody Rhodes is like 39 yeah or so in, exactly so in terms of age it's not as much of a death sentence as it, it perhaps used to be when wrestling was harder rings battering people surgeries wasn't you know stem cells wasn't all over the place that said it is a thing of like well come on do something and it's not like Oh well, I think Tyler Bate needs a bit more work in no. NXT. Well, Absolutely you know, not. So when I when I did the I did a so I did a fantasy draft um, on 
Twitter. I posted it to Twitter. I just just for fun. Turns out fantasy booking's well fun. Who knew? I'm coming for my twins gig. Um, and I and I I drafted people to separate brands. And I was looking at the NXT roster and thinking, okay, well, what what are my goals for the draft? And they actually tie into how I categorize how the draft went as well. So we'll get onto that in a second. But one of the things was anyone that I'm looking at in NXT, I'm like, are you going to get more from developmental than you're going to get from being in the low to mid card on the main roster? And I think the reality of the situation is there's only so much being in developmental can do. You have to get out on the road and start doing. And that doesn't necessarily mean you get get pushed into a title opportunity straight away. Um, You could be in a tag team. You know, Indy Hartwell is a great example of someone. I'm like, great, okay, you called up Indy Hartwell. Shovel with Candice Array. And that's, you know, interesting. Like they can learn more on the on main event. You, you can learn more just by being on the house shows of the main roster. Like I think I think there's a, the next stage of your graduating class. Imagine being stuck in year nine all your life. Which I think Tyler Bate has been in since he joined yeah. WWE when he was 19 years old. Like when Tyler Bate signed with WWE when he was 19 years old, he was better than most people right. in WWE. And irritatingly, he's been having some really good matches on main event by all counts. People have been really impressed. So why not? do something i mean indy indy's an interesting one as well like at tempest and pete were talking about this on raw like at tempest was like i'd think she probably could have done with a few more years right. down in nxt before coming up but i think in terms of like you know uh zion quinn got mm. like brought up he's been drafted as part of this he's coming up to the main roster and like mm. i think sean needs said on uh, the five show i was like i think it's sink or swim for that guy that's right like i think there's really is a throw him in the water see what happens mm. and then you know we'll decide after that but there are some choices I thought, I thought were absolutely baffling. But I was like, as the actual draft... Yeah, should we, should we, should we begin get, the review Let's get the actual draft. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that is part of my overall thoughts of the yeah. draft. But like my bigger picture thoughts are, I thought SmackDown, night one, had some really cool things in yeah. there. Some really interesting, like, oh, that's a cool one. Oh, that's quite interesting. I wonder what that means. What happens over here, this and the other. This one, night two, felt... Someone described it as mid. And I yes. think that's fair. Yeah. Because a lot of it was well, it's remaining the same, or it's not too exciting. Mm. Like, I think the bigger, huh, what do you? What does that mean? Or like, what do you mean by this? Why did you make that choice? Was drafting Rhea Ripley apart from Judgment Day, which is yeah. just done for the, she was the overall number one draft pick, which ultimately means nothing. No, it doesn't mean anything. And, 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 and it would have bolstered Judgment Day to be the, like, the and, whole, that, and then they, they, they'd earned it at this point. You're getting four people over there as opposed to just one who's just already makes, over. It doesn't make Rhea look better. It makes you as the people doing the drafting look a bit dim. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Like if Judgment Day got drafted away, because mm. especially it, it's it's if like if if uh, we're taking a shot here by making just taking Rhea. Oh no, they've taken Judgment Day. You, what you're saying, what, the idea of splitting the splitting a tag team through a, a draft is saying we want this one, we don't rate that one, so you can have that one. If you just pick them up anyway, but it's also like it's again the because it's you know it's made up. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. So like nothing here particularly really matters. Yeah. But every other group was drafted together mm. the bloodline was split apart presumably for storyline reasons but then the users just got drafted to smackdown anyway so it didn't make any storyline uh, hit- difference anyway but the other like but imperium got drafted as a group yeah the lwo with Zelina vega got and drafted as a, and ray mysterio got drafted as a group so it's not so that means that judgment day were the only faction that was broken up for this one arbitrary thing mm-hmm. and it just sort of raises questions like but why like what what do you gain out of that? Maybe there's some NFL thing. Because like, there's a lot... All this draft is like an NFL thing mm. they're doing on the same weekend. Maybe there's just some football thing that I don't 
get or I don't understand how important the overall number one draft pick is. It, I believe it. you get to ask for more in your contract, but that doesn't benefit us here because they never bring up contracts or well, how much money you make. Okay, so you said three or four things there where I'm like, that. Because because so many, so much of, of what... I felt really positive after the first night of the draft. And actually, I watched, I watched SmackDown Lowdown. I was, I was that positive about it. I was like, <laughs> I'll get home in time. I'll pour myself a little Aperol Spritz and I'll watch the SmackDown Lowdown. Oh, you fancy bitch. I know. It was sunny that day as well. I was like, <laughs> welcome to Spritz season. But um, I'm watching it. And truly, like, you know, I'm skimming through bits of it because I watched SmackDown yesterday. I don't need to watch it again. Um, Zoe Stark gets called up to Raw and I'm like, oh, sh like, I, I rate her big time. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, when Imperium had got drafted on SmackDown, I was very excited. Yeah, I'm, wearing was, my, I'm wearing my yeah. Walter t-shirt specifically today because I was excited that Imperium are on Raw. And for me, what happened today with Raw was a very curious thing because it kind of exposed it exposed things an awful lot. In insofar as you use the word storyline, storyline there, it's all made up. People can write whatever they want. They can choose to do things for storyline reasons. Well, I'm struggling to find storyline justifications, and I know that we let it play out. For me, let it play out has a three week limit, so you know I, I do say let it play out a lot. I'm like, well, let's see how how we are going to develop over the next couple of weeks. I'm not letting it play out in August. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Um, Storyline-wise, I'm struggling to find out, for example, why Rhea gets drafted first and Judgment Day get drafted later on. Um, or why they were the only angles broken up in the first place. Exactly. I don't think you need to have too much knowledge of, of sports and NFL to understand why draft number one is good. I think that makes sense. But then you're right. It's like, well, let's back that up in some way, shape, or form. And then they didn't. And there seems to be no dissension in the Judgment Day ranks or anything like that. Um, you know, I... I and then it's like, okay, well, where are we? Where are we going with this? Where are we? Like, what? What? This is the lay of the land. And I thought this show was three things. This was this was a three prong show. This show was a draft show. It was a go home show for Backlash, and it was also a three hour long advert for WWE having an off season. I was like, <laughs> very much very little happened here. And then what happened over the course of seeing the the full. Uh, draft. It's supposed to refresh things, right? It's supposed to ex uh, freshen things up a little bit and, and give you a, an opportunity to see, okay, what new combinations are we going to have? Let's, and we do get some of that. You know, it's <laughs> glad to see Austin Theory go. You know, respect to Austin Theory, but uh, I think we've seen a lot of the same from Austin Theory. Nice to have Imperium over here. It's and a bit worried that Bobby Lashley got drafted with him as well. I'm like, oh, let's not just. Well, this is the point, right? Where it's like, oh, Bianca's gone to SmackDown. Damage Control have gone to SmackDown. Asuka's gone to SmackDown. You've just sort of got Raw from the past year or so. But now in blue. Now in blue. Blue. And I'm like, does that really refresh anything? Does it? Is it? Are these feuds refreshed because they're on a different brand? And when I did my fantasy booking, my sole purpose was to, to really like take where we are, the building blocks of where we are, and develop and push forward. And it's like, okay, we'll take... Let's let's split damage control and in the storyline wise, um, you know Bailey gets drafted a few after damage control because EO and Dakota, one of them's challenging for the championship. They have been former tag team champions together. They show promise together. Bailey not so much. Hasn't won anything since she got back. Hasn't won anything since she got back. So keep EO and Dakota as a tag team on Raw. Draft Bailey to SmackDown. Maybe on the lowdown, what an insult to Bailey's character that would be. Then you've got Bailey kind of broken mm. let's say a backlash damage control beat her down 
and then she finds some way to lift herself back up. And in my fantasy booking, man, she gets back to the hugger by WrestleMania 40 to take on Mercedes Monet. It's fantasy. I can do whatever I want. But um, but it gives you a little story, something to do yeah. with it. Bringing, and, and there were some some successful elements to the draft overall, uh, which we'll get into. But it, it, it is, there's just a lot of question marks at the end of today. There, I mean, the biggest of which for me is around some of the titles in terms of yes. we now have a Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown and a SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. Historically, that has meant they do the belt swap. Nobody wants to see I it. But I don't think they're going to do a belt swap. I... I'll go into this a little bit more on the prediction show tomorrow because mm. we've got the backlash predictions going out tomorrow. But I, th- if I, in my mind's eye, I can see them doing because they did tease this on the Raw after Mania. Total unification. The winner of that becomes the champion of whatever brand that they are on, and will introduce a new women's championship that will go on to the other brand, similar to what they've done with the World Heavyweight Title. Yeah. and we will just name them the wwe women's world championship and the whatever championships you're not so you don't tie them to raw and smackdown and that's a way you can then you can have them swap brands over and over again and it doesn't matter so much and you can do the same with the tag belts as well because we've got sammy and kevin drafted to raw Raw. but are also the smackdown tag champ so can show up on smackdown i guess so i came up with a with a storyline contraption for that as well and again the the whole wrestling is made up you can do whatever you want you can write whatever you want You, you can do anything you know go for it so that's but when you have that i mean part of one of writing sorry to be a i did screenwriting at university wanker but, um, <laughs> but you need to, you need to have rules you need to have parameters you need to have ground rules otherwise things start falling apart and they don't make any sense same with magic if you want to have magic you need to have rules of how magic works otherwise it, it there's no reason to buy into anything so like you know why like Sammy, Sammy and KO go on SmackDown. Well, the SmackDown GM, let's say there are GMs, wants their titles back. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, GM, in my in Fantasy Danland, GMs are back. Die mad, but um, they want their. I, Smack- could, I could go for it to be honest, because just showing doors and being like the Raw yeah. and SmackDown War, it was like, well, who's in them? Who's in them? Is Adam Pearce in both of them? I don't know. Um, but we'll get onto that because there's a, a section later on where I'm going to talk about that. But. Um, you know, the SmackDown GM says, "Well, you, you're you are Raw superstars. You come here, you get my airtime." you're going to defend those SmackDown belts, those blue ones that are mine, so I'm going to put you in an open challenge. Like, that's a storyline thing that you can do that explains how these Raw superstars come and it gives them a deadline. It makes them have to earn being there. It gives us something to be invested in. Um, the the if, or, or when we talk about rules, I don't know necessarily that you're... If, if you're going to have a Raw and SmackDown women's champion, if you're going to have a Raw and SmackDown tag team champion those people shouldn't be allowed to be drafted. Well, yeah, because there's no storyline reason as to why they were in the draft, but yeah. they just are. Yeah. And then I, I sometimes get the feeling it's like, oh, we'll figure that out when we get to yeah. it. And also, I don't know. If you care that much, draw your Raw Women's Champion before you draw Becky Lynch. Well, I think in this case... I think so. I think SmackDown Roman dropped Cody. Yeah, then and they, Bianca, and then Becky, ah, and then right, Becky, okay, which fine. is why. Yeah, so, all right, I'll let you off. But okay, but you see my point. Yeah, right, I, yeah, of course, I see your point. We'll go through like the draft picks that we got uh, on this show, sort of as as we get to them. But here's the one thing I do want to say. You know, because I want to say some some positives here, mm. and this for me is one of the big positives. I think Triple H is, or the biggest criticism you can level against Triple H since he's taken over is he's done a bad job with the women's divisions on both Raw and on SmackDown. They have been lackluster, they have been missing something, and have been at times, frankly, boring. Mm. This, now, is a landscape that I'm like, oh, there's something interesting here. Well, let me read this out. This is Raw's women's division now. 
Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Candice LeRae, Carmella, obviously he's pregnant. Uh, congratulations to her. Mm. Chelsea Green, Dana Brooke, Emma, Indy Hartwell, K- Katana Chance, Caden Carter, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Pippa, uh, Piper Niven, Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville, Tegan Knox, Trish Stratus, Ailey, and Zoe Stark. Delicious. That's huge. That's huge. That's massive. That feels so much bigger than it has been in ages. And can I tell you what, one of the things that I see there, and when I talk about whether or not this draft was successful and what I was sort of prattling about to myself while I was pouring my April Spritz on, on Friday was, was that I was seeing the genesis of, ah, they seem to be building the potential for a women's tag division here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so you're bringing up Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Which I, was, I, wasn't, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. Me today. and I. That was a big surprise. But bring, and Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, bringing up Indy, tag her with Candice. Um, and then, it does and feel that, like they're going to put the way back together. They're all on the same brand. Completely should. It seems like Triple H enjoys that version of Johnny Gargano as well. So yeah. like, why not? Johnny Gargano drafted on yeah. uh, the Raw talk. <sighs> Man, you want to talk about a fallen Yikes. star right there. Drop like, balls. We've got... Uh, yeah, Candice LeRae and Indy. Uh, let's say let's say Dana Brooke and Emma. You can put those together. They have history together on NXT. Um, Ronda and Shayna are there as well. Piper and Nikki, they're Scottish. Like you can do, if you want to build a tag team division. And it seems like with that many women, there's no mid card title for the women. And at the moment, there's no Raw women's. There's no women. Oh, SmackDown Women's Champion is on Raw. And the, um, and the all the tag champs are on Raw as well. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. can almost make Raw the women's, the tag, the team. women's tag division. Yeah, which, you know, is a bit of a shame for Alba Fire and Isla Dawn over on SmackDown, but you can split them up as an act and then you've got two single stars in there yeah. as well. But or or, you, or you, you can still keep the women's tag division floating. I, I would personally unify the NXT belts into the women's belts and Me then too. have them go all over the place. And I think that there's something interesting in a three-hour show dedicating a strong portion of its time to a women's division, not necessarily keeping them entirely separate for an app. Here's your women's hour, but um, ready for, um, <laughs> but like, you know, doing something with, I think that's a, and, and look at the talent on it. And Zoe Stark is, is somewhat, like I said before, I'm well excited. And on SmackDown, you've got Alba Fire. Aaliyah, that's not, I think Aaliyah's gone back to NXT. No, that was, um, so Fightful confirmed, there was, there was a couple of, Aaliyah and Mustafa Ali were um, floated around on social media has, as being drafted to NXT. Fightful have said that's, not oh, true. it's not it's, true. It's, it's just ah bollocks. It's just bollocks. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That, that's that's on me. I yeah. I didn't double check that. Yeah. Um. But that's good as well because I I thought. Well, actually, for actually, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed about that because I was I've got the whole question over the free agents. Thing. Oh, we'll get to free agents. But okay, so you got Alba Fire, Aaliyah, Asuka, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Dakota Kai, Isla Dawn, Io Sky, Lacey Evans, Mia Yim, Shotzi, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. That's it's kind of less good because it's smaller and a lot of those feel like you know Zelina Vega feels like a second mm-hmm. um, Scarlet is obviously a second mm-hmm. to Karrion Cross. B-Fab is a second to Hit Row one of them's Tamina but you know like it's there are some names in there and I, mean, and I said this I say this on tomorrow's prediction video that go out for Backlash if you break up damage control all of a sudden, you've got three single stars mm. in Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Neo Sky, which is a great way to. You don't even need necessarily to split them. You just like they split them in half. You got a tag team and a single star, and those tag. I mean, one of them can with a faction. Anyone, any one can be anything. Mm. Um, I mean, I will say to me, is one of the most controversial stars in all of wrestling at the moment, having been CM Punk's gateway. <laughs> so, like, that's you know, get, get yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. But also, SmackDown is a, sm- a shorter show. Have a sh- have a smaller division in general makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited about the women's division at the moment in a way that uh, the funny thing about wrestling analysis mm. and wrestling criticism is that if you're negative, you're nitpicking. <laughs> and if you're positive, you're huffing the copium and a paid shill. Um, 
And like, look, I'm a mark, guilty as charged. I'm we all, we to, all we are. All, that's why we're here. We're, like, you and I are in this room here because of that. The people you're watching this. Seriously, Tabby, you're such a mark. You're, you're a mark. You're we're all, we, all marks. We all are. Right. So, I, I think Road Dog has said some thick things in his time <laughs> over and over and over again. He opens his mouth and thick things just come pouring out. But he did do a shoot interview once of when he was, um, uh, they just reunited the James gang in mm. TNA. And he was just like, Look, we're all marks. Yeah, like we're all wrestling marks because we're fans. Yeah, like, and, and I was like, this is one of the truest things I've ever heard. And if say. we engage in it on this level, come on. But I think, and if you're seeking out more things to engage on this level, come on. But you know, I'm I'm willing to get hurt a lot more than most. You know, I'm very much. There comes a point, and it was happening on Friday where I was like, hurt me again. Let's do a draft. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's tempered today. But then we sit here and talk about it, and I'm like, oh, all the possibilities. Well, this is it. So, I mean, while it didn't feel like there was a lot of exciting shifts mm. on this show, um, I'm just going to read uh, Sean's tweet that he put up here because he broke down all the tag teams okay. that are currently on Raw and SmackDown. So, on Raw, you've got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Braun and Ricochet, Judgment Day, New Day, Imperium, Maximum Male Models, Viking Raiders, Gargano and Loomis, Alpha Academy, Indus Shirt, and Los Lotharios. That's quite amazing. So, there are some teams in there. And if Champa comes back and you you put in with Johnny Gargano and you have DIY mm. on the main roster. There's another great team well, in there, but like, you know, Viking Raiders, Imperium, New Day, Judgment Day, they've got a lot that you can build again, a tag team division around. What's smart about that tag team division is the other thing that the um, my, my fantasy draft and this draft, I think, was was trying to do was build a, uh, a field for the new World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, and absolutely. With um, drafting Braun Strowman and Ricochet, by the way, and I'll mention it when we get to the match, but this use of Braun Strowman is well fun. Mm. Like, I'm having a lot of fun watching Braun Strowman matches in 2023 with him throwing Ricochet around and sometimes it not working and sometimes it working. Yeah. But he seems to having, be having fun. Ricochet seems to be having fun. Drafting Braun Strowman and Ricochet, you get that fun tag team. And if you want to, you can whack Braun Strowman in the World Heavyweight Championship division. Screw with a shout out. Mara is in the chat. Mara! Hey, hey Mara. Mara. Love Mara. She just said, Dan Layton, you open-hearted dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> open-hearted, naive, overly empathetic, emotional sponge. But on, over on SmackDown, you have the Usos, LWO, who still cannot buy or win, Brawling Brute, Street Profits, The Good Brothers, Hip Row, and Pretty Deadly. And again, like he kind of looked at that, he's like, oh, that feels like a building block of let's start a new tag team division on SmackDown. Let's get some new belts in there that the people can fight over. And you need I, a pyramid. Yeah, you, absolutely. You need, of course you not do. everyone can be the champion all the time. And actually, this has been something that I was... I, uh, Guys, my fantasy book was so good. Go to my Twitter page and <laughs> read did, the whole storyline. Did, did you do one? I don't think you brought it up yet. You didn't read it. <laughs> tell the people what you were going to text me. What was you that? Gonna, tell the people what you were going to send me. What was I going to send you? Said you said you were going to send... He was going to send me the screenshot of that tweet that's like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't read this, but like, I didn't read this, but I hope this was good or whatever. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not reading all of that, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Or sorry that happened or whatever. You're supposed to be my best friend. I'm sorry, man. My kid, maybe that's maybe we're deadly pretty. My 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 kid's unwell, so I was a bit, bit busy with that, and I was I was building uh, raised beds in my garden. It's your choice to have a child, <laughs> um, and a garden. Not all of us can have a garden, um, but well, I do live in Kent, you know. <laughs> Space is a premium in London. Um, what was I saying? I can't remember. Ah, I was no, like, oh, you were talking about your fantasy. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So I, okay, last thing to talk about then before we get into your old chats and we'll, I mean, mm. it's actually not going to take us very long to cover the show. Because no, not like, uh, Really, this show, you, you said there was a three-pronged thing, but really it only accomplished one of those things. I which agree. was 
It's all about the draft, the draft, which was not as exciting as it was on SmackDown. This was a terrible go-home show for Backlash. Keeping up with Triple H's grand tradition. multiple levels. And it, apart from that, like it didn't really feel like it accomplished anything. Like It hyped two things on this show. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar are in the building together. It amounted to the same thing we saw two weeks ago. Right. And Solo versus Rollins, which ended in a DQ that they had to cut short because a segment earlier ran over time. And neither Solo or Rollins are facing each other at the uh, at the premium live event. And we didn't talk about either of their matches during it. No, well, yes, well, which we will get to. Yeah. So I think like we spent a lot of time on the draft, but that is what this episode is. Yeah, it has completely. to be around. And it's... And, and it's an, it is an interesting thing to talk about because the funny thing is when I see it and I see the people moving, I'm like, oh, it doesn't really... It's a lot of people are drafted to their same shows. But then you pres- when you do read the people who are on the shows, I'm like, oh, there is potential it's, here. It's because... And this is the most... Oh, fasc- I remember what I was going to say. Sorry, carry on. This is the most fascinating thing with WWE. And this has been the case now since 2015. They've got the greatest roster on the entire mm. planet because they signed all of Everyone. the best indie talent. When Triple H had an open checkbook and could just sign all of the best talent from around the world, the people were surprised he put together good takeover cards, which mm. I think you could do by accident with the roster that you had. He just signed all of the best talent from around the world. So they have got this stacked roster of people. Mm. And when they do a draft and they say, you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of really good you could do here. Then a year later, you're like, God, this needs refreshing yeah isn't it and this is the thing i think what's it's why it's it is so good that aw exists like it's it's because and it's but i i actually think it's quite good that we're getting another show even though it's going to mess with everyone's rotors um but you know yeah we need to figure that think of all the people who i don't know kids i'm free on sundays people um (laughs) but people will get signed to aw when they're released from wwe and then have a quick hot segment on dynamite and then not do a lot or spin their wheels and that kind of does happen a lot we've noticed so so to give more people more opportunities because it is a bit of an embarrassment of riches at the moment in the wrestling scene with how many people there are so more opportunities is only a good thing as far as i'm concerned and that does tie me into what i remember what i was going to say which is that um the uh the long reigns of championships like roman gunther um the usos the usos the problem with things like that and this is where it ties into the pyramid the problem with long reigns as good as they are for building prestige and building like fresh history and being an exciting moment when someone finally topples gunther or when someone finally takes one of roman's belts off him you know because heyman said something about two belts um when that finally happens, that is a cool moment. But um, if you have a long reign with one belt and one guy's hogging it, there's not a lot for your mid-card to fight for. It's Raw's problem they had for a lot of late last year. Yeah, and what's frustrating is, I mean, we now have Gunther on the show. I don't think he's losing that belt anytime soon. Um, I think it's in September the 10th. In September, he can beat Honky Tonk Man's record. Right, and for me, my two choices are either just before the Honky Tonk Man's record for lols or the day after. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you might as well just beat Honky Tonk Man's record. Yeah. Like, um, Andrew Zarian was saying that they are on a bit of a kick at the moment of, you know, trying to establish new records and recent stuff. Recent history. Exactly, so you can have some recent history as opposed mm-hmm. to the longest reigning champion was the Honky Tonk Man. Right, I mean, that one's a good example of, of that That one's worth breaking. Um, Bruno Sammartino, Buddy Rogers, whatever. They're, they're like, keep them around. Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Roman has to be champion to like 2028 or something to break be. Bruno's record. He's I, not going to be in that. I don't not a, think that's going to It's not happen. a prediction, it's a spoiler. Um, I mean, he will be in the main event of WrestleMania 40 as the champion. Sure. But, you know, we've got a new belt now, so maybe that's Not, that, not it, in Dan's it, fantasy booking. It, it won't feel as long, I don't think. Um, last thing to talk about before we go into your uh, ultra chats on this one is a point you made earlier, uh, and this is very Raw specific, and this is which is nice for the Raw podcast here 
we need a division that's going to be fighting over this new title. Yes. So yes. you need a good mid card that's been going up against Gunther, which is probably why I'm annoyed that Dragonoff and Tyler Bate didn't get drafted because mm. like that's a triple threat that I would do. Oh yeah, um, and lots of singles matches I would do, um, and I would probably move Pete Dunne across and just do Mustache Mountain. But anyway, um, maybe get Trent back. Anyway, uh, but you also need a new main event scene mm. that can be fighting over this new World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. and make it feel like a World Heavyweight Championship. So you've got guys like Braun Strowman, Cody Rhodes, actually even Damian Priest at yeah, this point. Yeah, I yeah. feel like he's getting massively Finn. over. Uh, Finn, Dom's getting the most heat out of anyone oh in the God. entire company. You yeah, and actually, Gunther, moving yeah. him up into it. I think you could actually just go straight in with JD Madonna and just be like, oh, let's just try and establish him as a new like top guy in there. Um... Gargano should be Owens, 100%. Uh, you've got... Sami um, Zayn. Sami Zayn. Uh, Randy Orton, when, if, if and when he gets back. Um, Rollins. Nakamura. Yeah, McIntyre. Did you get McIntyre? Yeah, Jeff, you're it. McIntyre's a great shout. Uh, Nakamura and Champa. Like, there's a lot yeah. of these people that feel like they should be in that mix for the World Heavyweight Championship And when I scene. say building a field for the World Heavyweight Championship... It, it doesn't necessarily mean that they all have to be in the picture immediately and they don't have, all have to get wins and, and who do you pick. Not. What you do is by having people of those star qualities, by people people with names and, and uh, trophy cabinets like that, you say, this is a prize that people want to go for. And you put together a um, tournament for the next few weeks, culminating in a match Night of Champions. And uh, by, by virtue of doing so, let's say Gunther gets to the semi-finals but doesn't get to the finals, doesn't do any damage to Gunther. Absolutely not. But makes it look like, you know, this guy one day is going to be that. If you get close enough, but not quite, like if Cody, Seth and Cody in the final, right? Oh, and, I, and, I've got a hot take on that one. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Seth wins, right? That doesn't make Cody look bad. It just is a battle for the, the world championship. Losing, losing doesn't always equal write-off. So showing what people have to offer is a really good way of saying, okay, cool, and then go with this new belt. I remember when, way back when, when we were doing sort of like predictions and stuff for what you could do after WrestleMania, I was like, you know, because we all thought Cody was winning. And I was mm-hmm. like, then you can have Cody be the one who can say like, I shouldn't be the only champion in mm-hmm. this company. The other brand needs a title. And I was like, then you could do a tournament. And the gimmick I would put on the tournament is how you got to main event Sheamus, which is that everyone in that tournament has to be someone who's never won the world title. Mm. So you are as instantly trying to create a new, new top champion. star and then doing so you're creating other new top stars in there mm-hmm. because they're all fighting over that championship that's kind of how i would try and do it with this like try and use this tournament to elevate some people out of mid-card status into main event field and then use the fallout from the tournament to develop new storylines so let's say for instance gunther and uh uh jenny madonna get into the, the semi-finals and they both lose well why can't jenny madonna be like we're we got to the same spot. I'm challenging for that gold one. And then yeah. you have a, a, something off the back of that. It's like, well, I came, I came close to winning the championship. I want to go next. I'm next in line kind of thing. There's so much you could... Well, my, my fantasy booking haha, was... Um, <laughs> well, it was mainly for Cody to be on the other side. And it was that Cody would win at SummerSlam and then offer world championship opportunity to everyone who'd been screwed over by, uh, by Roman. If you use the stories that you have written and created and, and made us buy into to further new stories... It just keeps going. It's not hard. Well, I don't yeah. think booking wrestling is that hard. Well, I, I don't think booking a draft <laughs> is that hard, but I find I think WWE find ways to make it hard oh, yeah. for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, here's my big hot take for Cody. Go. That man ain't winning that World Heavyweight Championship. He's not coming within an arse's roar of winning that World Heavyweight yeah. Championship because he's going to beat Roman for the belts at WrestleMania 40. 
That's so far away. I know. And he's going to win the Rumble. I want Sammy, I, o- he, Sammy Owens and Kevin Zane. No, nope. I, I think they are doing the Rock Cena storyline from once in a lifetime. From twice in a lifetime. But doing it so it's twice in a lifetime. But this time actually doing it... The, he had a terrible year because Cena like going into Twice in Life I was like I had the worst year ever I beat Brock Lesnar in his return <laughs> match I main evented most pay-per-views and I won all of them it was a terrible year it was the worst year of my life but I think if you have Cody get beat by Brock Lesnar mm. enters Money in the Bank but can't win Money in the Bank challenges Gunther and loses against Gunther like mm. you could do it gets knocked out in the first round of the tournament for the new belt you could do loads of you know taking these L's and stuff and him desperately trying to finish this story not believing he can finish the story then you start that road to redemption Think of all, look at all that adversity I've created start the road to redemption you win the Royal Rumble main event of WrestleMania 40 mm. you finish the story would it have been better to do it this year? of course it yes. would have done but that, that is a way to have done it mm. that's my big bold prediction Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, right, come on. We need to get into the uh, Ultra Chats here. There was also a poll running as well to let us know what you thought uh, of this uh, draft, which we will conclude shortly. BM Whitehouse said, here is $5. Now, will you both do the Teddy Long dance? No. You can. 
I don't. It's this. I'll do it. It's yes. It's that, that. Is it, Yeah. There's no rhythm to it whatsoever. No, that won't end up in the best of. Uh, Kevin <laughs> said, After the live event in Paris, we've adopted Baron Corbin as our hero and saviour. It's a travesty that he wasn't picked in the draft. The reception he got was insane. Ironic at first, but genuine by the time the match actually happened. Push him, Triple H, or Vince. I um, actually had, when we get to the free agents conversation, um, I had Baron Corbin in the free agents because I thought it would be lols if he didn't get drafted at all. Um, and he was the only one that not because it was like he's negotiated free agent status or because he's a legend he was just completely forgotten about I thought that would have been enjoyable it was but like, it was like Heath Slater in the 2016 draft yes exactly which I thought was very sat funny. there still waiting to be drafted I think I, those videos of Baron Corbin in Paris actually was like, I was like good for you Gar- good for you Baron it yeah. was nice I mean I don't know how ironic and sarcastic Paris can be but, the, but if if it was legit and genuine that's really nice. Well, I've I've seen how much they charge for a cake, and I, I assume they're being ironic when they're trying to charge me for that sort of. Uh, that was charge made me only. fabulous. Thank you very much. There. I quite like that. Also, French patisserie is rubbish. Uh, that's that's my super. That's your hottest take. That's my hottest take. We'll take pet like no, it can, it can absolutely get in the bin. Read the next one before we fall out. <laughs> Al Jones with the top factions in WWE being on the same show I want to see them go at each other that's right Imperium versus Judgment Day with Dom ending <laughs> Gunther's epic title streak after the record break of course through shenanigans maybe add Ivy Nile to Imperium for real I don't love every uh, faction having a token woman I agree I like, Ivy Nile doesn't seem right within yeah I also think the thing about Imperium and Dom uh, Judgment Day is that they're both heel factions. You know, mm. whether or not we're cheering them or not, they are heel factions. And I think that's a no one wants to watch heel versus heel. That's what Triple H tells me on my GM. Daniel Pepper has been a member for two months in a row, says one of my issues with the draft is the lack of story with it. The old drafts were fun due to them having GMs in true rivalries. It used to mean more. This that, is the, that, that's a, yeah, the I think rules that's a, around it. A great point, though, yeah. because like, yeah, what. Who is running Raw? Who's picking it? Who's picking it? Is it the network? Because we're even, not told it's the network. There was a period of time when it was just the networks are yeah. picking, but we're not even getting that. We're just getting the Raw War Room. Well, who's in, who's in it? Even well, JBL. But even when you have the on SmackDown, <laughs> even when you have the don't don't pay attention to the man <laughs> behind the curtain. Um, even when we had the networks in their war rooms with the robot in that one, it was like sure, this is this. At least it's giving me something. It's mm. like you know they were they were losing their minds over drafting Natalia and it's like okay well you don't watch the show but like it was enjoyable there was something in there I like uh, sense and logic um, and and I don't know that it's WWE strong point yeah uh, I'm just going to read this here as well I was like I feel this French food is overrated yeah I, when I watch uh, MasterChef or a Great British Menu and someone says yeah oh, no, I, I claimed in uh, classic French cuisine <laughs> uh, I would then reply back to the TV oh so you have no personality then because it is well boring Mayor of Paisable Dan says, Hi Luke. Hello, other Dan. Hope you're both well. At Wembley, Dan and I need to take a selfie together so people can finally see that there are two Dans, a mayor and a professor. The draft was piss poor, in my opinion. What are free agents? Make up your mind, WWE. Yeah, I think so. So the thing with the free agents thing. Oh, by the way, let's I'm sorry, take a picture. Um the the thing with the free agents thing is uh when you tell me in the show that Brock Lesnar has has engineered being a free agent. Um, and MVP has engineered Omos being a free agent. I'm like, oh, okay, you've given me a storyline contrivance there. That I'll go with it. Why not? And then you tell me on the SmackDown Lowdown that Dolph Ziggler is a free agent. It just makes you just someone who's not cared about. Wait, Von Wagner. Who's Von Wagner? Is a is a free agent. Yeah, yeah Like I, I say this in the edited review. Um, I 
is it a cool status or is it is it not? Because you're so, well, you and a mosque came down it's like, oh man, MVP has negotiated this great deal for him. It's like, yeah, well, Von Wagner's got it as right. well. Like Cedric Alexander's got it. And is has got it. Is it so hard to go Dolph Ziggler's on Raw? You know? Like if you're not gonna use them in a storyline, put them on a brand. And then, and then at some point later on, you, you, you can change it. You know you're gonna. David Sheldon two four eight said, "Must say of all the names in the draft, I'm most excited to see Grayson Waller." Yeah, we didn't talk about that him. Was he a got surprise. Drafted to SmackDown, very last uh, draft surprise, as well. Surprise, not that wasn't on TV. Uh, a consistent highlight of NXT. Amazing, he wasn't drafted on the main show, but he cut an amazing promo on YouTube after being drafted. Can't wait to see what he does I haven't next. Seen the promo yet, He's gonna but... be a great mid card addition. Yeah, like, I think you got Theory and LA Knight. Almost feels like a ready made feud, but mm. like I mean, I'll throw if you throw Grayson Waller in, you got to look at. Austin Theory they can do the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Yorkmaster53 draft doesn't really work in a real sports context because your draft order determines how much money you get and drafting a four-man faction really should mean that you lose your next four picks. In hindsight, Dom really should be US champion. P.S. I do love this duo. Very much. No, I agree with that. I mean, I, I'm always more of a fan of, of uh, trying to make this this fake sport seem legit in as many ways as you possibly can and having... Um, I I I, I keep, I've said it every single week, but like the transfer deadline day, the idea that a period a period of time that takes place where we're I'm gonna tie down Rhea Ripley to a contract, so she's not in the draft, you know, and then so it's like there are just some free agents, there are some people available. Oh, these mm. contracts are up at this point, and they're holding out to see where their best offer comes from. Then you draft. I don't know. Do something. Do something that makes it seem like. Um, a real sporting contest that makes these number one picks mean something. Otherwise, you are just swapping titles with each other in the middle of the ring and Charlotte drops it. Chris here says, Hi guys, we can't judge the draft until a few weeks from now if the call-ups get time and the matches work. But my point is uh, the list of people who weren't drafted, like Bray, Alexa, Nikki, Piper, Emma, Tegan, are they free agents as well or what? A few of them have been drafted uh, subsequently. Yes. Um, um, but there were people who were kept out of the draft for various different reasons. Bray being one of them, he's mm -hmm. out at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, Alexis recovering from her cancer and things yeah. like that. So, like, there are people who just were not drafted because they and ended up. Like, Champa was off the end. Like, the Big E wasn't in the draft. Yeah, before. you'll... you'll um also, like there, there are scenarios where these people just pop up, and that's the brand they're on, and that, yeah. that's 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 pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, here from Ryan, he says, "Just want to say this on here because I couldn't on the SmackDown podcast. I'm so unbelievably happy and proud of both Kaylee Ray and Isla Dawn for their main roster call up. I was there for their match in NXT UK in 2019. They put on an amazing show. I actually uh, know um, uh, Isla Dawn's uncle." You didn't drop that one when we were name dropping earlier on. Yeah. It was like, I know someone who knows someone who knows Soraya. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good get. I will say one of the things I really liked about this draft was the NXT uh, roster sat there watching it. And and like, however much of it was was legit and however much of it was was sort of predetermined, uh, it really meant a lot to Kaylee Ray. You know, I think I could see it was that. And she, she's earned that. She worked really hard. She's, she's mm. put a lot of... Uh, you know, groundwork in say, and it was it was nice. The Caden Carter and and uh, Katana Chance, Caden Carter in particular was very. I don't think they, I, well, yeah, because I a lot of in fact, actually, all talents according to Five like didn't know what yeah. uh, brand they were going on. So the NXT crew didn't know if they were getting called up or not at all. So they they were getting and genuine, Apollo Cruz. You see Apollo Cruz, yeah, getting genuine reactions yeah. out of them. Yeah, so and that, that was nice. really nice. And and when we're talking about legit sporting things, I mean, the draft, as far as I understand it, is. Um, when people come up through college graduates and they, they pick the best of the best to mm. join their teams and things like that, that's kind of what the draft should be, picking people from NXT. And because it, it matters. It made it feel like it mattered. Tony did.
Well, let's get into the show itself. As I said, this shouldn't take us too long to, to go through because mm. there wasn't a lot outside of the draft. Uh, but Triple H opened the show and said that Roman has been drafted to SmackDown, so this new title will be exclusive to Raw. Um, so Wade we, Barrett. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, like, I felt like this was kind of like to try and backpedal on what Wade Barrett said on SmackDown. Yeah, where I think he just I think I think he misspoke when he said both Raw and SmackDown stars will be in the tournament for the new belt. I think he just misspoke. Because I think he's probably meaning SmackDown stars that get drafted. Like yeah, I think something maybe something along those lines. Yeah, but this was very much no, no. This is a Raw belt, and only Raw people are going to be in the tournament. So that's good. Um, he also mentioned that Brock Lesnar isn't part of the draft, which we've kind of talked about with the free agent mm-hmm. thing. So Raw drafted Rhea Ripley and Seth Rollins, while SmackDown drafted Austin Theory and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Paul Heyman came out for a promo, saying that the Usos did not win their belts back, but uh, they will team with an actual problem solver at Backlash to promote the six-man that's coming up. And then was talking about how, like, look, that's a nice belt there. It will look great around the waist of Roman I Reigns. watched that promo twice i didn't really understand what was going on in terms of I just the, didn't the belt. what he was saying maybe i just well, was not paying attention i think what he was saying that it was basically just again to uh I, I think the point of his promo was that's a lovely belt it would look great around the waist of roman reigns then he'd have three world titles mm. Mm. yeah um, because again this company does Pick not this company does not know what their their world titles actually yeah. are and they said but he can't because he's been drafted as a SmackDown. So now you've just got men who don't know what they're doing. They're not freaking men, this and the other. And basically, it was just a way for him to say freaking a lot to bring out Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins. And Rollins can be like, look, I'm going to win the World Heavyweight Championship and I'm going to prove to Roman Reigns Mm. this is what a champion looks like. Setting up champ versus champ down the line at Survivor Series if they are bringing back brand warfare or at some other point they're just going to do a champion versus champion match. I did like when Heyman came out and there was a little back and forth between him and Triple H and I did think to myself, can we lean into Triple H being, he's, he's on screen a lot at the moment, he's basically come out every week to make an announcement of some form or another. Can we not have him being an authority figure as the commissioner of the whole thing and then two GMs kind of like in my GM um, like because there was something he's like I'm going to show you something I'm going to show you this thing and there was almost a little bit of that little sort of fake handshake cuddle kind of thing and having that authority figure will be the kind of person who is able to go stop this with your shenanigans Roman Reigns because they can do something about it like Otherwise, it just makes them look a bit stupid. And then, yet, yeah, but but then for Heyman to come out and do his his promo, and I didn't really get what he was doing. And then when he started talking about like men who have once, it's like way to to bury the belt before it because that mm. makes it feel like a consolation prize. You got Triple H trying to tell us it feels massive, and then you got Heyman. I get that he's a heel doing a heel thing, but it is like they are going to struggle a lot to make that not feel like the yeah. consolation prize. And and it, and and so it's not helping that. Paul Heyman is making it sound like it is. No. Uh, but Rollins was uh, apparently pissing off Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns called Paul Heyman <laughs> while he was in the ring. Um, and it was basically to bring out Solo Sokoa to protect Paul Heyman to set up a main event of Rollins versus Solo. Cannot wait for that to end in DQ, I thought to myself. <laughs> yes. Um, Cody arrived earlier in the day with Adam Pearce saying, look, Lesnar's here today. Let's try and keep mm-hmm. this cordial. Good luck, mate. And then Damage Control took on Raquel and Liv. Uh, and I like that they, there's a storyline reason for this. Bailey requested mm-hmm. this match because she is trying to do things for her team. And then they really are desperate doing... Desperate to keep together. She's desperate to keep this team together. And I think that's going to make her paint her in a really good light if they do a babyface turn yeah. for her. 
because she is doing everything she can. She sacrificed her own spot, realizing the mistake she made. She sacrificed her spot in the triple threat to give EO the opportunity. She's now trying to do something for Dakota Kai as well. Also, she won. She got the win. She got the win yeah. on this match. Kai was about to be pinned, got hit with the oblivion, but Tag. Bailey had tagged herself in, got enrolled up Liv Morgan and got the win. I actually think there's some really nice story beats in mm. here if it plays out the way that I presume it's going to play out. We hope that it plays out. I mean, and that's that's the thing is if you, if you plant us these seeds, you drop us these crumbs, follow through on them. Because I completely agree. I, I spotted that as well. Also, shout out to Dakota Kai's Sunset Backstabber. That was lovely. It's such a great move. Lovely. Funny enough, she talked about that on Twitter like last week. Mm. She was like, why don't you do this finish anymore? And she was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I probably, should, I probably should bring that back. So we I? can influence things by tweeting these wrestlers en masse. Yeah. Tweet them nice things, though. Oh, please. Don't, don't be a dickhead. Um, also, Liv and Raquel getting close to that joint entrance. We had Liv's AI graphic and Raquel's music. We'll get there one day, everybody. Yeah. Is Raquel's back impressive? Because she keeps doing this whole back thing. I was like, that looks like a normal back. <laughs> it's, I, I'll be honest, Luke. It's more impressive than either of ours put together. Oh, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a, a fairly... I mean, I haven't got a massive back. <laughs> Mine's quite hairy. I don't want to... Well, I think know. that's a good thing. You little George the Animal Steel. Just... <laughs> I am a bit A-train. It's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice. Uh, hey, Charmel returned to TV. Good for her. So She's been watching the show. She pronounced everyone's names right. She did. However, if I may... And this is, and, and you know, when you're saying like, if you're negative something, you're just nitpicking. Yeah. But this is again sort of that like WWE verbiage and sort of the hammering home of things. I never want to hear the phrase WWE Hall of Famer again in my entire life because oh my God. It's, it's every smegger on this show came out. It was WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like Triple H, WWE Hall of Famer. And then like these WWE <laughs> Hall of Famer. Every single smegger that came out here. Yeah. <laughs> And even Famer. within this one, because didn't they? Didn't she, she drafted Selena Vega, Cruz del Toro, and, and WWE Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio? Like, bugger <laughs> off with later that. Later on, WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Like, <laughs> I WWE Hall of Famer. Never want to hear that. It became multi-time. Oh my god! And but this goes back to people don't speak like this. It's like it's the same like when they come out and they go WWE Hall of Famer representing D Generation X, and I'm like. Pick one. I don't need to know who they're representing. And also, if everyone on the show is a WWE Hall of Famer, <laughs> it, diminishes. it diminishes returns. I did like them using WWE Hall of Famers to, to do this part of the draft. I'd much rather one of the WWE Hall of Famers was a GM. <laughs> Any of them. Yeah. Anyway, um, Booker T and Charmel announced the next round of the draft, which was Raw picking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the rest of Judgment Day. And SmackDown got the Usos and the LWO. And it really was just at the Usos. And I was like, I thought the whole thing here was that they weren't being drafted together because there's going to be a big storyline thing of Heyman. Is, Heyman was like, I pulled strings to like get Roman on SmackDown and I'm pulling all these strings and this and the other. I was like, did or you like... Roman had his foot on the neck of the GM, to the, or the, the, whoever was in the war room, to not pick the Usos until last. There's yeah. a storyline beat. But they just get drafted here and it's like, oh, well, they're all together again. Yeah. So, Have a moment with them backstage where they're like, we haven't been drafted yet, Paul. What's going on? Like, again, you're going to do these things. Do them for a storyline reason. And this wasn't one. Yeah. And you actually could have drafted them to Raw. Yeah. And there would have oh, been like nice. an interesting beat there. Although, of like, I was glad that this means we are keeping the Usos and Sammy and Kevin apart. 
Yeah, we'll see about that. They are still the oh, SmackDown tag champions, aren't they? Uh, speaking of tag teams, uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman took on Alpha Academy. Thank you, Triple H, for giving me <laughs> Ricochet and Chad Gable. I appreciate it. Okay, so this was great. A very short match, uh, but man, when Braun and Otis went out, it was dead fun. That's what I mean. Big bashing and also good wrestling. It was uh, genuinely, this was like, uh, this was a punk rock song uh, of a match, which was just going there, boom, 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 get to a finish. Looked like having fun. And I had a great time with it. Yeah. But this also, again, ties into the draft not really meaning much of anything and them not structuring this show to make the draft feel like something. Because mm. they would be like, well, the winner of this is certainly going to get, you know, they get some eyes on them when it comes to the draft. But they both get drafted to Raw, so it's not like... And also, is it... Smite didn't go, oh, that spicy bit of Otis there. I'll, I'll... Yeah, would it not have been beneficial... Is it beneficial to be drafted to Raw or SmackDown? No, well, would it would you would it not have made more sense for like Ricochet and Braun to have been drafted in the, the segment we just had, and then you come out and then be a Raw team to show that you're now on Raw and you're part of the act? There's a moment coming up in the show where I sort of put my pen down and went, never mind. <laughs> and we'll get to it. And it sort of exposes everything that you just said. Uh, Damien Priest backstage cut a uh, promo on Bad Bunny and Dominic cut one on his dad. Um, for a change. Yep. Uh, HBK and Adam Pearce came out for the next round of the draft. Today I learned Adam Pearce has his own music. I didn't know that. Well, we didn't get to hear it at the Royal Rumble there you uh, go. two years ago. Yeah. Still, still sad they never did that match. Um, however, Brock Lesnar interrupted and he gets in the ring. Um, I've got no notes on this. I've suddenly realized Rhodes gets in and punches Brock and the security breaks it up. And I was like, was that it? I have one. Was note, this it? Which is Adam Pierce came down and he's like, if you do this, my gentleman will get you. <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> Nerd. Um, but I've never seen such um, non-playable characters as those security guards. They all came out doing the same sort of crowd movements that are stock on like 2K23. Um, and then arrows going through all their knees. Yeah, I did quite like the, um, very nice reference. I did quite like the, the sort of slight difference of Cody jumping him from behind. But then it just turned into the sort of same thing. Cody Rhodes is a star right he is selling everything i mean we've been new because when he gave, got given stardust he tried to sell it you know he he is so, he's such a hard worker and judging by the gate in the european tour they've just had the people of belfast sold it out manchester this Paris, shows, this show sold out this show a legit sell out cody is a star which is and that's lucky as well you know because they didn't give him the big win mm. at wrestlemania that shows how good he is of that's what star. i'm talking about and that, that's why i'm like give him so much i'm gonna expedite the process but um yeah i think it's lucky that we have that because otherwise this was just sort of the same segment but the other way around yeah i i was i was massively underwhelmed yeah. by this because this is the go home angle as well for their match yeah. it's their, their match builds essentially brock beat him up on the raw after mania and then nothing. Mm. Did you see they said, uh, let's take a look at the last time these two were in the same arena together. It's not what happened. That happened ages ago. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah. So HBK tries to do the draft again when order is restored. The gentlemen sort everything out. Uh, and Raw draft uh, Liv and Raquel Rodriguez, as well as the New Day, minus, minus Big, Big e. e, because Big E was not part of the Still draft. Uh, and SmackDown got Asuka and the Brawling Brutes. Sad to see Asuka go from yeah, Raw. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I did think, oh good, she'll have a, a slight chance at a refresh. But then again, same people on the show. I mean, she can run it back with Charlotte. Yeah. But. Uh, I 
this is where I started to lose my rag a little bit with Kevin Patrick. <laughs> um, because Why? It's, it's not just like there was, you know, again, the, the, the phrasing of WWE Hall of Famer yeah. and saying this over again. Kevin Patrick, after every single pick, went, brilliant pick. <laughs> 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 like Sami Zayn and the Usos brilliant pick oh brilliant pick Asuka brilliant pick mm. The New Day brilliant pick wow Brawling Brutes brilliant, brilliant pick. pick I was like if they're all brilliant picks Kevin then none of them are brilliant picks <laughs> or maybe the roster's just that good they're all brilliant <laughs> Every, brilliant pick brilliant so pick it was just like, the button on his his little push thing was broken so it was just stuck in brilliant pick brilliant pick he, was sat, he, he wasn't paying attention to the draft he was just picking his nose <laughs> anyway um uh, Matt Riddle tried to continue his budding bromance with Owens and Zayn. I, I feel like they're trying to do something, but it's not clicking and it's not working. Mm. They're trying to do this thing of like, Matt Riddle's annoying and Kevin Owens is annoyed by it, but it's, it is not working. It's just not singing. I don't think it's it's a detriment, detrimental. I don't no. think it's necessarily bad. I just think it's not singing, to be kind. Yeah. So Matt Riddle took on Jimmy Usos, uh, Jimmy Usos, just the what, just the one of them, Jimmy Uso, um, and they tried to do this thing. Well, they did this thing where they got Jay ejected from ringside because <laughs> they, they, they pulled a Lightyear deal. Yeah, they they did an Eddie. Yeah. So Kevin Owens dropped down on the floor. Sami Zayn banged a chair against the table, then passed the chair to. Um, that's uh, Jey Uso. Mm. And it took the referee a little while to turn around after hearing the, the chair shot. Turns around, sees Kevin Lane on the floor and Jay holding a chair, ejects Jay from yeah. ringside. And then effectively, they three on one handicapped him and, and yeah, the heel and Jimmy lost. I wrote uh, Matt Riddle slash Jimmy Uso happened. Yeah, it sure did. And that's all I've got for you. Yeah. Didn't the good guys win this Sunday? Saturday even? I hope so. Yeah, me too. That's all I need. Got a video promo for EO Sky. It was very good. It was very good. Uh, Eric Bischoff came out, uh, took away some time from giving terrible opinions on podcasts. But I popped, didn't I, in the office? <laughs> you did. I popped twice. I've coming up. I got two big pops from Dan. And then RVD came out. I liked RVD came out and he had the cards in his hand because he's from SmackDown. He had the cards upside down. Uh, but he came out and he looked at them and they were upside down again. And he went, huh. And so he turned them up the right way. I, I see what you did there, Roberts. And, and I enjoyed it. Um, on... Smackdown when RVD came out and I, I I listened to a podcast afterwards I can't I think it was a fight for one um, but it might have been uh, busted open but so basically someone was like it was a shame that RVD didn't, didn't get to draft Riddle because they could have made a joke out of you know and I just want to say here and now that smoking weed is not the same thing as having a personality it really gets on my nerves that it's just it's like great you, you smoke <laughs> some weed I don't care be interesting um, that's like, my shady like, opinion of the day I was going to say so for me it's doing classic French cooking <laughs> like uh, smoking weed is fun like, uh, allegedly I wouldn't I couldn't possibly couldn't, wouldn't tell you but like just just be someone else as well yeah. <laughs> be that be someone else on top of yeah. that thing yeah, yeah. Um, there's a very fun podcast out there if you uh, enjoy no. this sort of thing oh yeah this, I mean, this is the most fun podcast well it's not the most fun podcast I think Talking Simpsons might take that one oh, okay. um, <laughs> Brian Quimby um, does a podcast called Guys which right. is basically like he takes a, like a topic of guys basically people who's like that is their entire personality mm -hmm. and does a show on them so he did like an episode gym on, guys gym guys yeah He's and like he did the first episode was on sex guys and <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, but he's got an episode coming up and I've really enjoyed this podcast and I'm like haha look at it making fun of all these people that's their personality and he's doing an episode coming up about real ale guys and I'm Are like you're a real oh, ale guy I, I am like I'm, like I'm a camera like I, I have been and I go to festivals do you and... go to ale festivals yeah yeah I love you 
You're great. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I've, I've got quite a lot of like... You're adorable. A, a real ale, like glasses and stuff from the various festivals <laughs> that I've been to over the years. I do have opinions on, on ales. And I think I'm just other. jealous because I don't really do anything. I like I like a lot of things to a sort of nth degree. Yeah. I don't... I'm not like... I don't lo- Unless it's Janet Jackson. But she doesn't really do festivals. She does do festivals, actually. I just never go to them. Um, and I, I remember I was like, oh, no, I'm a guy that Brian's going to make fun <laughs> of. And I, I don't want to be made fun of by Brian Quinn. You want to listen to that episode like, ha yeah, this is so me. Secret one tier. <laughs> I had that with the episode of the Actuadura podcast once. Oh. When they were talking about when Jim Ross came back with his goatee beard. Mm. And <laughs> Kevin just goes, look, if you've got to, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Kathy's I was like, look at me. I have a full beard. Look at Billy. He, he has, has no beard. Yeah. He has no beard. There is no in-between of the two of us. We have got one choice and we have the other choice. <laughs> don't do the in-between choice. And I wanted to scream, like, some of us don't have a choice, Kevin. Some of us can't grow beards on the side of our face, Kevin. Do you feel bullied when someone like me cuts a goatee in just for fun? Just to see what it's like, just try on. <laughs> Because I didn't do that once. I looked like Tony Stark. Well, we did this on the uh, the Patreon episode we did for uh, Blood and the Clock Tower. Mm. When uh, I think Mara made the point. I was like, it's a me and... Um, uh, uh, who was it? Me and, me and Holly are the only people on here who don't have beards. Yeah. And then I was like, well, technically I don't either. <laughs> That's okay. I, I have a goatee. You've got your real ale and I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, anyway, we've got... Uh, here are my notes verbatim. Recap that Brock is a free agent, which seems like a big deal, but Von Wagner is also a free agent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Heyman chats with Solo. Jay walks in. You'll never guess. There was a... Heyman lied to Jay and mm. said, sit here and don't blah, blah, blah. Um, then finally, we've got Eric and RVD doing their draft bit. Raw drafted WWE Hall of Famer, <laughs> Trish Stratus, Shayna Baszler, and Ronda Rousey. SmackDown got Karrion Cross and LA Knight. I was uh, thrilled to see Sh- Shayna and Ronda. I was surprised, actually, because I thought uh, Fox would have wanted to keep Ronda Rousey around. Um, and then, sad that we didn't get LA Knight, but I would like for LA Knight to have a decent run with the US title. In my fantasy booking, I have Logan Paul winning the US title and Knight of Champions, and then LA Knight takes him off, off Logan Paul at SummerSlam for a great pop. Uh, as a bit of an update, as a correction for you, uh, apparently RVD drafted Riddle last week. No, no, that's what I mean. yeah, I, that's what, I, it wasn't my words. Someone, oh. someone, maybe he did draft Riddle, but like that did happen on on Sunday, okay, on, on Friday. Friday. Um, my favorite thing here though is that they announced Carrying Cross, but he was meant to announce Carrying Cross and Scarlet. Oh. So they throw up the graphic that says Carrying Cross and Scarlet, and you see him going, "Oh, and Scarlet as well." <laughs> like, <laughs> the person, Eric Bishop next to him was like, "Ah, oh, and Scarlet." I'll read that one there. Yeah. <laughs> Scarlet. So. <sighs> We only got one moment here of like someone who was drafted on Friday mm. making their debut yeah. here tonight. It doesn't go into effect till Monday. And so of course they fell into the Miz card vortex as Shinsuke Nakamura. I uh, laughed so hard when he came out with the Miz. With Miz TVs on there, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I forgot he's still on Raw. And they brought out Nakamura, and I was like, no, no, not Nakamura, no. Yeah. I give him someone crap that he can do something with. Not Nakamura, I was dragging Nakamura down. He's going to be in the title tournament, he's got to be. And then, and then, this, I mean, this was such a Vince segment. Yeah, you're right. Because they, tiny balls. But in Japanese, bit different. Oh, it's like, for f***'s sake, lads. (laughs) Honestly, like... (laughs) Do something else. Yeah. Like, f- move on. Like, <laughs> honest. Christmas Day. I'm so tired. Like, an elegant. It's. 
And to the thing that really me off with a lot of this, Dan. Please. Works every time, doesn't it? Because the, the crowd chant tiny, tiny balls. balls. Don't know. Although I did like that, like the, the, the whole segment was designed so that the Japanese, the fans could understand what the Japanese for tiny balls was, and it wasn't that. I mean, I can't remember what it was, but like they were like almost trying to hint that they should chant in Japanese, and they just went, "Nah, nah. Tiny, tiny balls, tiny balls." And I'm like, "That's oh. a capacity crowd popping for tiny balls, everybody." It's over. The Miz, greatest of all time. America, I plead with you, do better. <laughs> Not I mean, even you could just copy and paste that to everything. Really. Not even Nakamura can escape the Miz card vortex. Um, speaking of things that still aren't getting over, a moss beat some guy. Uh, Alanis. Because they did make a lot of Alanis. A lot of, and I, to the point where I was, even I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> but also, Get on they, they weren't, they, they were jokes that don't work either. No. Because he was like, he beat that guy like he's got a, a spoon when all he needs is a knife. That and like, was that's, ironic. Like, that doesn't work, Corey <laughs> Graves. You understand irony less than Alanis Morissette does. Corey Graves Googled Alanis Morissette lyrics, and that was his whole research. Or is the match. only one he could remember. Yeah. He could, Amos could have beaten him with one hand in his pocket if he wanted to do that. He could have, did he say that one? He, I don't think he did. Wow. He just did ironic because it's the only one he could think of. That was there. good. Um, it just makes me think of the Ed Byrne routine he does about ironic. Because it's not ironic. Yeah, because yeah. it's not ironic. You know, every but comedian take that saw that segment and went, oh, damn, you forget in there first. I know. Well, yeah, because yeah, he, he did it like very early doors yeah. as well. But my favorite part of that, he's like, 10,000 spoons. We don't have 10,000 spoons, but who's got 10,000 <laughs> spoons in their house? Um, Road Dog and Molly Holly came out for the draft next. Topped huge for Molly Holly. It was a five-star segment because Molly Holly was there, but then Road Dog came out, so it was a three-star segment. Um, and then Raw drafted Ricochet and Braun and Bronson Reed and SmackDown drafted Pretty Deadly and Shotzi and I was like yeah. alright good Shotzi, for Pretty Deadly pretty, good like for Pretty deadly. deadly very happy for Pretty Deadly mm. Judgment Day took on the LWO so you knew they weren't getting a win um, <laughs> and uh, Damien Priest promo on Bad Bunny I love a promo in Spanish Awesome. I love a promo. So Spanish. cool. And I think it's really cool as well that they're not even bothering to try and do the bit where it's like, what Damien's saying is, it was just like, nah. Because, I mean, awesome. Spanish is a, is a big language in America anyway. That's the point of the LWO being, uh, being a whole thing. They're trying to, you know, we're going to Puerto Rico. They speak a lot, of, they speak Spanish in Puerto Rico, even though it's, it's Puerto Rico is America. Um, but also, the same thing with um, Oscar and Eo that time when they cut promos in Japanese. And the segment later on we get with Eo cutting a promo in Japanese, let people cut promos in. It's slightly more free, yeah. and oh, it comes to life. Doesn't oh, it's it? so good, wonderful. It was and I will say one thing about that match that I really appreciated was there was a nice continuity of, uh, between Zelina and Rhea. Because on SmackDown we had Zelina somehow by a win, and then counter Rhea's um, Riptide into a DDT. This time she went for the same counter. Rhea was ready for it, so it's like ah, you're learning each other's things. I like that kind of detail. Um, yeah, they got this really good promo, and Dom got the most heat out of oh my anyone God. in the company. This I was went back and listened. It was amazing. Time, yeah. It was so great, and like they were very good at working the crowd up. Yeah, but I believe this is why the show essentially ran short because right. Dom's promo segment here went too long because the crowd were just booing him so much. And this is kind of how incredible the heat is for Dominic Mysterio. It was. Vicious. It was like so vociferous. This 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 booing for Dominic Mysterio. Mm. The second Ray came out, the booing stopped. Yeah, and it's not like people were cheering Ray. It's just all of the noise stopped. Mm. It was and weird. So, I mean, half of that is because it's fun to join in on the things. Why they chant "Tiny Balls" and the current meme is to boo um, Dominic Mysterio. So let's boo him as loud as possible. 
listen, it's working. It's working, man. I, I really, really enjoyed Maybe it. He should break Gunther's streak. Um, and then the match was, it was totally fine. Dominic uh, Priest pinned Rey Mysterio with a South of Heaven because uh, LWO cannot buy a win mm-hmm. and are just here to put over other people's feuds. In this, we also got a video package for Imperium. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, cannot wait. Oh, so excited. I'm going to on Raw. When I said, show you the thing I text Tempest on the day it happened. <laughs> it was very funny. He was so sad. I am a bit of a troll. He was so sad that Imperium got drafted. I was so thrilled. And here's why as well, because I'd, I'd had it in my head that... Uh, Imperium were going to stay on SmackDown yeah. and they would get Dragon off and they would get Tyler Bate uh, and I'd be like oh that's so annoying because that's what I want on Raw mm. um, and then we got I was like yes we got Imperium that means we're also going to get Dragon off and Bate I text this to Tempest <laughs> <laughs> I made it myself I made a little try and get into the camera see if you can focus it says uh, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened it's very good um we got a recap of the Brock and Cody segment, and Cody cut a promo backstage saying that he has to win at Backlash because if he doesn't, he cannot finish the story. They gave me Kathy and Cody in the same segment. And I was like, they heard how thirsty I was last week and went, here you go. And I was like, thanks very much. Uh, JBL and Teddy Long. Oh, sorry, quickly. He also he still hasn't said at any point he's after the World Heavyweight title. He's one of the only major stars on Raw who's not at least acknowledge that that title exists, which I thought was quite interesting. I don't know whether that's because his focus is on Brock or because, or a conscious choice to not allow people to think he's inevitably going down that road. Well, here's a bit of a problem that we kind of find ourselves in then, because if Cody doesn't want that belt, what does it mean? What does the belt mean? Mm. And if Cody's like, no, I have to beat Roman and win that belt, it's like, well, I kind of, What's wrong with this This belt? This is why you draft Cody to SmackDown and have him win the money in the bank. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Belair got interviewed backstage by Byron Saxon, and she said, as far as I can tell, it doesn't matter what brand I'm on. Yeah. So this is the the moment where I was like, well, Sodja, if you don't care, I don't care. Because Bianca, in one promo, just went, none of this matters. None of this matters. Three hours into the show. Bugger off, then. Yeah. You know? And then, like, uh, damage control walked out. I was like, oh, no, I've gone back in time. And it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's September again. Don't worry. It's, it's Tempest's problem now. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, Sky cut a promo on Belair in Japanese. Kai went to translate, and Belair said, don't worry. I understood. I liked that. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, JBL announced the, and Teddy Long announced the last part of the draft, which was Raw getting Alpha Academy, Katana Chance, and Kaden Carson. SmackDown got Boogs, LOL, and Cameron Grimes, yeah. which I thought was very cool. Yeah, to the moon. Grimes. Xavier Woods cut a promo on his phone. I thought the one he did for my GM uh, Monday Night War was better. Uh, <laughs> and main event was Solo Scarra versus Seth Rollins. Very good match. And they ended in a DQ, our third in three weeks. You I, tried telling me that Vince isn't calling the shots here. I skipped this match, basically. I just went right through it. Because I was like, on the one hand, I nearly skipped that Seth and Miz match, and it was a banger. I just didn't feel like, from like you say, yeah. from the moment this match was confirmed. Uh, well, I say it was dead good, though. Yeah. But... It is Seth Rollins versus Omos at the pay-per-view. Yep. Seth Rollins did not mention Omos nope. in his promo segment. Um, Rollins' name was not brought up during the, the Omos match. match because they were busy making Alanis Morissette jokes. Yeah. And then Omos was not mentioned again here. I thought they'd cancelled the match. Honestly, I wouldn't be... And I, and I do feel like um, Omos... If, if Omos doesn't win at Which Backlash... Well, that's, this, well, that's true. But like, if he doesn't win at Backlash... 
Amos just doesn't win things except if they're squash well, jobbers. But here is the Amos journey you go on, which is squash jobbers lose a match on pay per view. Squash jobbers lose a match on pay per view, and you just, you don't get over in any of the times that you tried it because no. it didn't get him over with Bobby, didn't get him over with Braun, didn't get him over with Brock, and it's not going to get him over with Seth no. either because the, he is he is a, a pointless experiment that they are just still banging on, and I it has to be a Vince thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It has to be. And there's no disrespect to Omos. Like, it just is not. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, I, I, some disrespect to him. I think he's terrible. Sure, but like... I, I think he has no charisma. I also think that it's like... Latch him onto... Um, I don't think he needs to be the star. Latch him onto... Like, build the Hurt Business back together. People love the Hurt Business. Put the Hurt Business back well, together and have him be their muscle standing there doing this. I thought he was perfectly grand with AJ because those tag matches were just AJ did the work of two men because mm. AJ can do that. So this is what tag team wrestling is for. But like Amos as a singles no. guy has been so bad. Mm. The matches are sloppy as all get out. I think he's lumbering. I think he's got no presence about him. I think he's rubbish. Yeah. And then Road Dog. I think it was Road Dog. On the podcast, like, oh, I think he'd be better than Big Show. Oh, come on. Absolutely. Get yeah. in the bin. Look, I, he even said, I think he could be better than Andre. He's like, get in the bin. I agree with you completely. I just also, I'm like, what do you, what do, you do then? Like, where, where, where do you put him? Not in the dole queue. <laughs> no, because we're not, we're not an advocate for people getting released. We are. I gave the show three out of five on yeah, the, I the, the, the edited mid. review, but it really was a shrugging, I guess, three out of five. Yeah, it was. It was the a wrestling. Most, most, some of the, a lot of the wrestling was very good. Yeah, it was, and I liked seeing Molly Holly. Yeah, and I liked seeing Kathy Kelly and Cody Rhodes, and I liked seeing the NXT stuff. Uh, but I do think that the show, uh, yeah, I liked the, I, I liked especially the Alpha Academy tag team match. Yeah, um, I'm more excited for uh, when the draft begins in earnest yes I, you know, yeah it makes backlash really do feel like a glorified house show let's just get on with it yeah we just need to get this out of the way yeah it's very much the insurrection of its day we say the same thing on yeah the, on, the, on the prediction show but this so is why I, I talk about it being a, a, a an advocate for an off season because it does feel if if it, if this is what's going to happen like not every year but pretty much every year pretty like every year the, the, certainly the lack of storylines man the draft backlash last year well exactly but I, I mean specifically like the draft element of it if that's going to be the case then why don't we just sort of not like have a couple of recap shows to keep the longest you're already, no one's beating this longest running episodic nonsense are they so like okay you've done that have a couple of recap shows. Even even set things up. Have have uh, here's what happened last year. Like run the best of the rock. Do a full draft special where it's not necessarily like an episode of Raw that has a draft in it. Like it's a full set the scene for what's about to come and then start again. I think it would do a lot to reset and 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 get rid of this sort of perineum of the year. You know. Mm. I think contractually, I mean, you could always just renegotiate the contracts, I guess, mm. when you are, because they are up this year. Um, they've only got a certain amount of pre-taped shows they can air in the right. year. Because uh, that was part of the problem with the pandemic, was they ah. ran out of, like, taped best show, ofs. best ofs, um, and had to tape new things, because contractually they had to tape yeah. new things. Interesting. But anyway, that's that's a different topic for another time. Um, but I thought the show was fine. Fine. I'm actually considering running a gimmick. On okay. the edited review, because I don't like scores. Yeah. Like in my my you know movie review days, I didn't like handing out stars. Yeah. Uh, because I I think it's a uh, arbitrary thing. It makes me like I feel like people then don't read your words; they just see what score you gave yeah. at the end. Yeah. And I often feel that people like when I give a score at the end of an edited review, just be like, "Well, why did you give it this score?" You said this, and you said this. I'm like, "Well, I don't think you're really listening to what I'm mm. saying." Then you're just looking at this arbitrary at number. This arbitrary number at the end of it. Um. So I might just give every episode three out of five. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, three hour five is is a positive score. It's just not lighting the world on fire. Yeah. I'd take a three hour stars three star show off over a boring nonsense mm. show. Um, we have got our poll results here um, with how would you grade the twenty twenty three WWE draft? Twenty two percent thumbs up, twenty one percent thumbs down. 56% mid. I would say that's about accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. 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 What's the matter, you? <laughs> got a no, got res- a no respect. I've actually got a lot of respect for what you're about to plug. Good. Uh, have I still got my thing here? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> <old> Matrix. <laughs> Where's your thing? <laughs> but I'm on there. <laughs> I don't get no. paid, I don't get paid that sort of money. <laughs> Tips. Tips is what I'm after. Tip me and maybe. Uh, no, it's a book promo, everyone. Hey! We've released a book. Uh, it is called The New War, WWE versus AEW Inside Pro Wrestling's Hottest New Battleground. It is a collection of articles f- uh, from the Rustop magazine mm-hmm. that charts the history, basically, of the AEW-WWE war since AEW's inception all the way through the mm-hmm. pandemic and stuff. It is a brilliant, brilliant little book. Yeah. So that's one thing. Go and buy this book. There's links for it uh, in the video description down below. Mm, it's uh, a fascinating time in the uh, in to be a wrestling fan, and this is a great compendium of it's, that. It's available on Kindle and in paperback, like this fine version is here. This beautiful physical version. It feels version very here. nice. Feels I'm a nice. former bookseller, so my word is law. But here's the cool thing for you, Dan. <gasps> the cool thing. So you could go and buy your copy of this, and I would suggest that you do. But we are offering free copies in a giveaway and those copies will be signed by us here in the office. That's huge. They're signed by the WrestleTalk team. We will sign your copy of it and ship it to your front door. The way that you enter into this is to email support at WrestleTalk.com with the subject heading book competition and just type in the subject line or the email text itself. I'd like a free book, please. Words to that effect, and you'll be entered in. We're going to have that uh, running until February, uh, till Friday midnight, and then we will announce a winner when we pick them at random um, on Tuesday's show on Raw next week. We will announce the winner of. We're going to do these as well. We're giving away two free copies of this book signed by us here in the office. I might even doodle on a few pages. Goodness gracious! Like a flip book. Yeah, uh, maybe I could do something along those lines. Mm. Back in the day, we uh, we did a, we were in Wrestle Crate for a bit. Yeah. And so it was a picture of me and Ollie and that we'd signed and I had to sign like a hundred things out of these things. It was the most famous I've ever felt in my life because <laughs> I had a stack of a hundred things and I was signing it. Yeah. And I just started doodling on some of nice. them and I was drawing like, you know, devil horns on Ollie's face or drawing glass on them and stuff. And every now and again, I get it to me and be like, what happened with this one? Mm. So maybe you'll get one of those. Nice. You know, maybe get some fun little Luke doodles in there. When I was, uh, before I'd written my book, mm. um, I got jealous of all my friends who had, who doing some ASMR. Lovely. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I got jealous of my friends who had written their books and they were doing book signings at all the, the summer in the city and the YouTube conventions and stuff. So um, they were like, uh, I'm going to be signing copies of my book at my stall, they would say. And I said, I'm also going to sign copies of their book. If you bring it to me, I'll sign it. And then I just opened it up to any book. I'll do a book signing. You bring me a book and I'll sign it. People brought me Mary Berry. People <laughs> brought me like Frankenstein. It was well fun. I had a great time. So you were uh, campaigning for, for All In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be... <laughs> see you. I'll pitch outside All In. And if you bring me a wrestling themed book, I'll sign it. 
we were talking about um merch uh, uh and i was like i was like i don't we could you know maybe we'll, I, we were trying to find a way you know we could go to all in but still try and make some money i was like we'll sell merch outside yeah and i, I was like you know sell our own merch we'll just you know get a bit of tarpaulin yeah outside. yeah like you do, like you do a it trestle gig. table yeah, a trestle table and you sell like knockoff t-shirts listen i live around wembley it's, it happens all the time at football matches just those those scarves that nobody wants but they buy anyway so yeah do that <laughs> Uh, so we're going to get the rest of your ultra chats here. This unknown username says, uh, I think they should have waited until after Backlash to do the draft. If you think about it, Anuso's exiled to Raw storyline could have lasted you until at least SummerSlam, and a title swap would have been less predictable. No PT Williams, so two out of five show. Good point. I always think that it's just weird that we're doing a draft, and it basically means that Backlash means nothing. Kevin says, just bring back the lottery. Bring a Tom Bowler or do a random picker from the early 2010s. Have matches where Raw and SmackDown win draft picks. It's only a kayfabe explanation, but still. Also, no Reigns versus Nax, despite three years on the same show, is a missed opportunity. I don't like the randomizer. I hate it. I hate the randomizer. I feel like it should be a we have made it but it needs to be someone yeah. is making these decisions yeah. I mean well there are the, the war rooms are picking these decisions Bollocks. I I hated the randomizer as well the lottery was a fun once I'd much rather we went right back to the old uh, Vincent what's his face Rick, Rick Flair what's his face Rick Flair yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what's, what's his chops <laughs> you know, the like, consortium <laughs> that's me um, yeah their 14 year old man how's it going What's a consortium? Consortium? Consortium. Oh, the consortium was him. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the consortium was him. The consortium! <laughs> uh, I'm just Marcus says, um, oh, I was 15. Do you know um, that Ric Flair in that, sorry, before we go to Marcus, was was younger than Chris Jericho is now? Yeah, it's mad, isn't Wild. it? Yeah. Carry on. I'm just Marcus said, so really at the end of the day, nothing really mattered in the draft. The Bloodline and Cody are just spinning their wheels because we did the wrong thing at Mania and more tiny balls jokes. Yeah, Vince really is back or Triple H has gone mad. Mm. Unknown username, please do let our moderators know. He says, Raw has an even split of women face and heel teams. Um, uh, Smackdown has two heel teams Damage Control and Unholy Union and no face teams they've been portraying Damage Control more sympathetically Damage Control going face confirmed interesting uh, Brad here has been a member for three months in a row says the amount of heat Dom gets surprises me every week what a heel uh, Dante says I agree with your assessment from the review Luke it's like the higher power storyline part of the plan to split the bloodline is not to split the bloodline yeah the higher power storyline is a, is a marvelous little thing, or you know, as, as we all fans truly know as the Howard Power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Undertaker, the Howard Power, the Howard Power. Uh, Charles Berg, just tuning in now. Has anyone discussed Brock Lesnar's low effort Undertaker cosplay? Hope you're doing well. Yeah, his jacket doesn't fit him, and I think he needs to drop it. He has got a proper look of like, I can't believe I'm still here. Why am I, I here in I April? Know. I know. And Dilton Walshmit says, I'm a bit behind, but what are your thoughts on Cody's promo? Basically saying if he doesn't beat Brock, then the finish the story angle was essentially for nothing. Keep up the great work. Jam that jam. P.S. Put the new belt on Dominic Mysterio, please. Well, Dylan, I guess you would say a new storyline begins. Well, you know, storylines don't end in WWE, but he thinks he cannot Tell finish the story. It. So then he loses a bunch and he starts a redemption arc mm. to get to WrestleMania next year. Or SummerSlam. No, no, WrestleMania next year. SummerSlam. No, is, is sooner. Uh, no, WrestleMania is where you want to go. Slam. 
Uh, Sergio from Puerto Rico. Can't wait for Backlash. I'm shocked uh, Bad Bunny is doing a street fight. How are you guys feeling about it? I'll have a wrestle talk yeah, sign. Will. If you see a Mexican and a PR flag to the right of the screen during the hard cam, that's me and my girlfriend. Oh. So don't be surprised if Logan Paul appears at Backlash as he does live in Puerto Rico and is even announced from Puerto Rico in his WWE entrances. Does he? Uh, Bad Bunny is music video for El Apico. Lovely. Uh, takes aim at him and rich foreigners moving here for tax breaks, thus displacing Puerto Rican uh, narrative, uh, natives from their homes and raising the cost of living. What do you guys think of Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania? The story writes itself. I mean, that's the epitome I'd, of local storytelling, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not shocked that Bad Bunny is doing a street fight for two reasons. Smoke and mirrors. Right, yeah, that's true. I mean, I I, I said last week I really respect him for doing it, and I, I liked the recap segment. It reminded me, hey, he got a pretty good promo. It was a short one, did the job, nice. Um, I'm looking forward to that match. Probably one of the things I'm looking forward to most of, on the entire Backlash card, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Chris said, the news that Alexa is wanted for the Saudi show gives me hope that she and Bray will be back after Backlash. And have you heard the rumor that Triple H has finished all of uh, VKM's stories and he's not... Yeah, I, I haven't heard that rumor. I have heard that rumor. I mean, that was lovely if he's finished. Well, no, no, because the story was that he's still finishing up Vince's storylines and then he'll be able to start his own. But I, it's come from a very unverified mm. account that's been picked up by one website and then a few other websites picked up on it. And I, I don't think I'd put too much stock in there because we were told that at Clash of the Castle, mm. all of Vince's storylines. At SummerSlam, all of Vince's storylines. At Survivor Series, all of yeah. Vince's storylines. On just, that, Vince appears to be trying to live his life like succession and if i've not seen the new episode so no spoilers here but if succession is anything to go by it's just a long time of edging these poor children can i tell you how much i respect stephanie McMahon for walking away by the way when when her dad pulled that which time was it this the, time the third or fourth side that she's trying to walk away from this place well, because it takes a lot of balls to leave an abusive relationship and she basically just went i'm done now bye yeah like and you know, fair play because Vince with this. Oh, that was how I got away with all of my storylines, by the way. Um, I put chloroform in Vince's mustache dye. <laughs> so he's knocked out until SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, I also want to um, check the veracity uh, or the, you know, the the truth rather to this Alexa is wanted for the Saudi shows because I've not heard. That. I haven't heard that either. So uh, if anyone can like let us know in the comments if that is just an unsubstantiated rumor. She's done a lot of work at the Saudi shows, people you know i mean she was there for like randomly just for elimination chamber that yeah. one time where like she was doing all of those um therapy sessions and then it was like by the way i'll be in elimination chamber yeah wasn't she um also in the uh like they went off to say we could do a women's match one day so i'm surprised there was some form of connection there but i haven't heard that at all yeah uh, Kyle uh, says, have you guys managed to get your AEW tickets for Wembley? It's going to be amazing. Love Dan's perspective on these shows. Thanks very much. Daniel yes, I will be going... there and hopefully we'll all be there in some capacity, but we'll figure yeah. it out. I am on the third pre-sale lineup mm. uh, through O2 Priority, so I'm going to be I'm going to try and get some tickets tomorrow because we still don't know what we're doing. Um, I might also be going as press. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Is my... And if it all falls apart, Dan's got two tickets. So <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We are going. We Yes. At the very least. Well, that's very worst kind of case you. scenario. Uh, uh, Ten Rizzo says, "Hi lads, I'm all elite and all in. Hope you guys can find a way to outsource the live stream to go. It's a historical event, and for me, coming from Australia, it'd be great to see you then. Hope there's a catch up beforehand. Then we march to Wembley. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, 
yeah, we're hopeful that we can go because yeah. I think it would be great to do a fan meetup. We haven't done a fan meetup since Royal Quest in 2019. Wow. And that was such a great afternoon. Mm. It was so awesome meeting people. And I'd love to do that before Wembley. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Andrew Doggerty has been a member for 20 months in a row. Says you should call yourselves the faculty because you're now a doctor, Luke. I'm into that. It's also an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin says, Luca, uh, Lucius... Lucius. Lucius Owen, as a French, <laughs> not that you diss French food by yourself. It's not bad, but it is overrated. It's fine and best. <laughs> I mean, however, disagree in your patisserie take. Yeah, that's it's, somebody who hasn't had a Milfoy. In, it's, well, it's in particular Milfoy is what I take issue with. Most patisseries are fine, but Milfoy, I think, is a is such a faff for something that actually looks quite rubbish. Oh, but it's delicious, though. It's so worth it. Yeah, I know, but make it look... You you go to all of this meticulous thing, but the second you snap into it, it all falls apart anyway. Yeah, so part what the is the point? Because once I went to a place called Saint-Amer in, Fran- in France on a school trip, I was I was one of staff, and in the lunchtime, they, the kids could just go off and have, like, alone time or whatever. And I parked myself in a little patisserie in the square had a little beer. I didn't even drink beer, but it was in France, so I did. And had a, me, I'm a real ale guy. There you are. <laughs> I'm a patisserie guy, so between us... That's our podcast! <laughs> <laughs> real ale and patisserie. And it's you trying to convince me why real ale is good, yeah, yeah, and I'll yeah. do the other We'll opposite. do lots of different tastings. Yeah, I'll bring you some patisserie, and you can bring me an ale. Perfect, we've nailed it. There we go. <laughs> Uh, and we've got a new member in Scott Nelson, and we are going to close the poll for this episode... As wow, uh, this is quite one-sided. It would see uh, mid fifty-eight percent, twenty-four thumbs up, seventeen percent thumbs down. There you go. Um, so yeah, got a couple more. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, please do. Uh, Ryan Singh, I can understand why the likes of Dragonov and Melo were not drafted to the main roster due to their needing to be stars on the NXT roster and potential feuds, but I cannot understand why understand why Tyler Bate was not called up. He's pretty much done everything in NXT. I mean, that's the, the, the good thing. Indy Hartwell being called up as the champion while injured mm-hmm. is an interesting choice, but I, I do completely know what you mean. And Matt Hennessy says, Luke, SRS had mentioned in his Raw review that the reason Johnny Gargano was drafted on Raw Talk instead of Raw was because he was injured and that WWE do not like to highlight injured wrestlers, which would also explain why Big E wasn't part of the uh, New Day. Uh, SRS said that's the reason he believes Gargano was put on Raw yeah, Talk. Yeah, he, he believes. It's mm. not an official reason. But I mean, yeah, it, 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 cer- it certainly makes sense, but so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we announced Gable Stevenson. Oh God, in a that? draft Christ and hasn't appeared on a show ever ever so yeah. uh, what does that That that's more of just a I'm, I'm more annoyed at WWE it there is, than it I is am. very much WWE not it makes knowing them what feel they're doing like, it makes them feel like lesser guys also like if he's injured don't put him in the draft then yeah no completely because like there are yeah. a few other injured people who aren't part of the draft yeah Big E Big E Bray Wyatt's not part of the draft I just don't I think they don't fully know what they're doing and they won't know what they're doing as long as Mustache Man is around. I and I actually think it's just it's it's more of a damning and diamond because like it's not like this is the first time they've not presented Johnny Carcano as a star since he came back because he's gone from being the hottest free agent Mm. to he's also there on Raw Talk rubbish yeah and I don't think uh, putting the way back together is going to fix that issue no. that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show please do email support at rusttalk.com we try and get your hands on this book a signed copy of this book it is open until fe- uh, fr- I keep saying to say February but yeah, that's not, not the case Friday <laughs> at midnight and then we're going to announce the two winners on next week's show it's open worldwide as well it doesn't have to be from the UK it could be 
anywhere from around the world. If you want to email in from Antarctica, you're more than welcome to do so. We'll find a way to get this book to you. So go. We'll send Luke on foot. Support at WrestleTalk.com. That is where you want to be getting your submissions in so you can enter in a competition and win a free signed copy of AEW versus WWE, The New War. And it is, oh, it's so nice. Mm. I got this at the weekend and I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it. The most controversial book of all time. According to Oliver Davis, it certainly is. In fact, yeah, Oliver Davis uh, did write, write the, the foreword for this. I'll, I'll give you a little we, soup song. Only if you do an impression. Yeah. I'll take that bet, Dave. <laughs> Who would have thought that a wrestling industry would produce its first truly viable alternative in WWE in two decades on Twitter? Famed platform for polite conversation and indulgent debate. Vivid. Loved yeah. it. It's not my best. No, but it was. It, I could see it <laughs> if I closed my eyes. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk News. That's the, way, that's the way that we used to do it because we were like, oh no, we've neither of us have got personalities. We'll shout the if news. We just yell at you, you'll watch. So thank you all so much. Uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow because myself and Oliver Davis will be doing uh, Backlash predictions and then we're back on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite review. Till then, I've been Luke Owen, DAD. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 